We good to go? It feels like the perfect night for SwiftCast, a Taylor Swift podcast by the fans for the fans. Hey guys. Hey. <laughs> Welcome to episode 21. Woohoo. Do you know what episode comes 21. after 21? <laughs> uh, I have a guess. Uh, 22. <laughs> Taylor taught us some good math lessons there. She did. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we're almost at episode 22. Um, this is Ashley. This is Nate. And Belle and Haley, unfortunately, couldn't join us today. Belle is in the middle of moving. She just moved to Tennessee yesterday, and Haley is unfortunately sick. So we have someone else here with us. Um, this is our new guest host, Stephanie. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for having me on today. We're really excited about it. Um, Stephanie was one of the people that recently applied to be our new host, so we thought this would be a good audition for her to join us on an episode, and she's really awesome, so we're excited to have her here. Yeah, I'm really excited to be here. And um, I'll talk about this a little bit later, but we are still taking applications for our host, so I'll give you more of the details of that in a little bit. Um, just wanted to re- remind everyone that you can hit the subscribe button on iTunes, and then that way every time our new episode comes out, it will notify you and start downloading it right away on your iPhone or iPod. So that just makes it that much easier since you might not always know exactly when we're going to release the episode. Also, really exciting, we just yesterday passed 2,000 followers on Twitter. Yay! Uh, 2000. It's so exciting. It's exciting. We, I mean, it's been about five months now since we started the show, and you guys have made it really awesome and fun to be a part of, and we hope that it keeps growing even more, and yeah, that's it's a huge milestone for us. We heart you guys. And for those of you following us, you get to take part in all of our awesome Twitter giveaways, and if you're, you have friends who aren't following us, who are Swifties, you should tell them to, and Tell them to listen to the show. I think they'd like it. So with episode 22 just a few days away, um, some very subtle, as usual, spoiler alerts for that. Um, I told you guys a couple weeks ago that I am really lucky and I'm meeting Taylor in a few days. So <laughs> yes, I'm meeting her at it's the so St. Paul, Minnesota show um, on Saturday, September 7th. So I will get to tell you guys all about that on episode 22 and... We also have a very special guest who's going to be joining us for an interview that day. So definitely an episode you don't want to miss, and we are really excited. I'm really excited for you. Yeah, I'm really excited to hear how everything goes. I just can't believe, like, when I found out I was going to meet her, it was two months away, and now it's in five days. And it's I can't insane. believe that 22 <laughs> weeks of us putting out the show have gone by. Like, time is just flying by like crazy. Right? Yeah. Seriously. And then in just like a little over two weeks, um, Belle and Haley and Nate and I are all going to be heading to Nashville. Oh, yes. It's going to be the best trip. It's going to be awesome. For the last three shows of the Red Tour. The last three shows. Like, I'm really happy about it, and I'm really, like, sad about it at the same time. I know. I know it's going to be It's really incredible. a roller coaster of emotion. Seriously. I'm going to be such a wreck after that show. The last show. It's going to be awful. It's gone so quickly. It has. I really don't understand. (laughs) Like, there's only, I think, six cities left now and, like, nine shows. Yeah. I just hope we get lucky and she adds more dates. I'm not sure if it'll happen, but... You never know, I'm going to stay hopeful. Keep my fingers crossed. 
Um, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, we've been interviewing for our new host. So we're looking for a fifth and possibly sixth person to add to our regular roster. So many of you that have already applied, we've contacted or interviewed. And if we haven't, we did not forget. We will get to you. It's just been a really crazy couple of weeks. But we are still taking applications, too. So you can go to swiftcast13.com. And then under the Fan Central tab, click on where it says Host With Us. And that will tell you all the information you need to know and um, tell you how to apply. So we'll definitely get back to you if we do. Or if you do apply. So you should check that out. And now I think it's time for some tour updates. All right. So let's talk about some red shows. All right. So our recent ones, the ones that we have uh, just had. The first one was on August 27th uh, in Sacramento. And the wild card was our song. But the best part about this show, special guest, Gary Lightbody, Snow Patrol. They sang the last time. It was awesome. I wish I was there. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I was so confused after it didn't happen in L.A. I really thought it was going to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so did I, yeah. And then or when Nashville, it didn't, either one. I thought maybe it would happen in Nashville. It sounded so great. I really wish I could have been there to see it live. Yeah, seriously. It's one of my oh, favorite man. songs. I do have to point out, though, because, um, so, after the show, Taylor always tweets about the shows and things like that, so she tweeted um, that, and I'm not sure, because Taylor can be can be pretty clever, I think she was hinting, because she her tweet was, her tweet read, so honored that Gary Snow Patrol showed up in Sacramento to sing the last time, for the first time, live with me tonight, and she first was in all caps, so, uh, does that mean we're going to get some more shows with Gary Lightbody? I don't know. I mean, it's possible. She could have just been pointing out, like, the, you know, sort of making a joke out of last time, first time, or whatever. But she does like to send us very subtle hidden messages. She does. I don't know. I'm staying hopeful. Well, I think one of my favorite, like, subtle hints that she ever told us, which obviously nobody knew at the time, was on, it was on her, I think, 22nd birthday when she was, said she was in the studio wearing red shoes. That was yes. Oh, that's inc- that was so far ahead too, and nobody had any Wait, idea. Yeah. And plus, when Wonderstruck and Shannon came out, it was in a red bottle. That's and true. I feel like that was also a little hint. Mm, I cannot wait. Yeah, is it crazy oh, to think that she might already know what her next album is going to be called, and we don't know yet? Right? Seriously, that she has songs recorded already. Probably oh, songs cool. that she's going to throw away in a few months and start the whole thing over. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what she said she does. It's okay. I'll be happy with whatever she... I'm sure I'll be happy with whatever she puts out. I know I will. So that was the Sacramento show on the 27th. Yeah, and the next show, um, August 30th in Portland, um, the Wild Card song was Enchanted, and uh, Belle was there that weekend. She was. So. She was in the pit. Um, she was supposed to go to the Tacoma show on the 31st, but couldn't make it, so ended up going to the Portland show instead. And on uh, August 31st was the Tacoma show, and the wildcard song was You're Not Sorry. Another song that I love. Awesome. I would like to see that one live. She's played it a few so times now, but I've never seen it. Yeah, I love that song. I really wish that Taylor would give more of a chance to playing her lesser-known songs on the B stage. I agree. I yeah. mean, yeah. there's not oh. too much hope left at this point with only a handful of shows, but 
I saw something going around that a fan asked her to play Picture to Burn, and she said she doesn't like that song and didn't want to play it. And Of course, I don't know if that's actually true, but I love that song. I mean, who knows, you know, what her actual wording was about it, if she really did say that. I can see her thinking or feeling now that that song is, like, pretty immature. Yeah, when you're so young and you write something like that, that does make sense. I mean, most of her other songs, like, the emotion behind them, at least, is, like, something that, you know, she could probably still relate to now. But that one, I think, was definitely the most, like, typical high schooler kind of song that she came out with. Yeah, I would say that and Better Than Revenge. Yeah. So I kind of wonder if she feels the same way about that song. If that's even true. Who knows? Yeah, I can't really see her playing Better Than Revenge on the B stage. (laughs) Me either. There was a fan. There was a fan that met her at the last show, and apparently she said, and this is a this is a quote um, that Taylor said. Most of the fans are normally like, "What's happening?" And then there's some fans like, "Oh my God, yes, it's 2006," <laughs> and that's that was about playing the old songs. So I think that's really cool. I mean, that she does, yeah, she did, at least knows that we really like the old songs. You know? I'm glad she knows. But, you know, I understand that she wants to keep the entire crowd entertained, and that a good percentage of those people might not know the songs, but the people that know it are the people that have been there all along supporting her. So it's, it's, you know, I can see it from both sides. And I'm sure I'm sure she probably, like, has some sleepless nights trying to decide what song to play sometimes. Yeah. Because she wants to please everybody. Although I felt like when she did Cold As You, it's it sounded to me like so many people were singing along, which I thought was really exciting. Yeah, that was, like, one of the very first shows of the tour where she did that. She did, yeah. So I feel like maybe that was almost her experiment to see what would happen if she sang a really old one. And then, of course, there was Hey Steven a couple weeks ago where it seemed like nobody knew it. Right. So, I don't know. I'm very torn about if I'm going to request her to play a song and what song that might be. I think you should. I think I will. Um, I just don't. I really want to request change, but I've heard several people say that she won't play it. Oh. I love change. I might just request Tim McGraw because I still really want to hear it and think there's a good chance she would do it. I would be really sad, though, if I requested it and then she played it the next night because she's there for two nights, but I'm only going to the first when I wasn't there. Right. Right. (laughs) But whatever she does, I'll be happy with. My seat is right by the B stage, so that would be pretty cool. So the next shows that are coming up um, on September 6th and, uh, is going to be in Fargo, North Dakota. And on September 7th and September 8th, like we were saying, uh, St. Paul, Minnesota. And like we were saying, <laughs> Ashley's going to be there. So Yeah, if any 7th. of you are there, I'd love to meet you. I might be a little bit emotionally unstable that day. <laughs> <laughs> but let me know if you'll be there. In tears. Yeah. <laughs> the entire day. <laughs> and now it's time for... Keeping up with Swift. So we heard some really exciting news earlier this week. Rumor has it that Taylor wrote a song with Jack from Fun. He's the guitarist for a movie that's called One Chance. And the song that is going to be released is called Sweeter Than Fiction. The movie is going to be about a contestant from Britain's Got Talent whose name is Paul Potts. And he used to be a steel worker, 
which is kind of cool for me because I'm from Pittsburgh where we have steel mills everywhere. Um, and he went on to Britain's Got Talent and be, he's now this famous opera singer, which is really cool because Taylor's grandma was an opera singer. Um, and I was looking into some background about him and I guess he was bullied when he was in school and he turned to singing to help gain self-confidence. And Taylor was just really inspired by his story and that's why she decided to get involved and the song will be played at the the closing credits of the film and it's actually going to be played at the Toronto International Film Festival on Friday, September 6th, the day before Ashley gets to meet Taylor. So it's very I can tell her news. that I love her new song. <laughs> there we go. Sorry, I'm being a little yes. self-centered on this episode. It's okay. You have a right to be super excited. No, I'm so excited to hear the song, and I hope that it actually comes out on the day that they're saying. Yeah, I think this will be really cool. I've always, I loved the song she wrote for The Hunger Games, and I was hoping she would write more f for the sequel of The Hunger Games, but I don't know if that will happen. So hearing this news was really exciting for me. Anytime there's a new Taylor anything. I think, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> A new song. Ah, oh, so excited. I guess Jack... I wonder what it's going to sound like. Yeah, I wonder too. Does Jax, with fun, does he sing at all in I, the band? I don't know. I, I know yeah, their songs, sure. but I don't know a lot about the individual band members. Yeah, I don't know either. But it will still be cool. I'm not sure if Jack will actually be playing the guitar on the song or if they just wrote it together. So everyone look out for the release of this new song and let us know what you think about it. I'm sure it's going to be amazing. I'm sure we'll have lots of opinions and lots of feelings about it <laughs> next week, as we always do. It's weird without Belle in her opinionated rants. I know, I was just thinking that. I'm like, I'm like we need Belle here to give us some major opinions. This is literally the first episode that she's ever not been on. Mm. We miss you. <laughs> So, our next piece of news, uh, Taylor did something really awesome. She donated an autographed guitar to help raise money for West Warwick, which is a town in Rhode Island. Um, they have an annual celebration where they do various things to try and raise money for the town and for different programs and, I think, the schools and things like that. So, she donated an autographed acoustic guitar, and they're going to auction it off on September 20th during the town's Centennial Ball. And the mayor said, um, he said, I think it's just so cool that the first person out of the gates to support our efforts is our new Rhode Islander. And he said, we should be able to raise a significant amount of money for some very needy West Warwick charities with this very thoughtful and generous donation. So even though Taylor has only been kind of living there sporadically for the summer, it's really awesome that she's still supporting and becoming part of the town like that. Yeah, this will probably help raise a lot of money. She's just always so generous. I, I think earlier this week, she was also do donating 14,000 books to a library in Nashville. Oh yeah, she's all about literacy. She does so many I, awesome things. Yeah, I just love how she's always willing to help people, and she's so generous. She really gives, she gives so much to everyone. It's crazy. I don't know how she does it. She she always amazes me with how she finds the time to do so many different things. 
Okay, so our next bit of juicy news. So Ed Ed Sheeran was recently uh, interviewed, um, and of course, you know uh, the the people always like to ask him questions about Taylor. And so the one that came up was about um, Taylor at the VMAs, and uh, I'm sure all of you have heard um, about the little controversial bit about um, supposedly Taylor said STFU um, about Harry Styles as he was presenting an award at the VMAs. Anyway, so Ed kind of cleared that up for us. Um, he said that Taylor was actually saying it to Selena because Selena wasn't very confident in herself and that she didn't think she was going to win the award. And so Taylor was like, ah, please, STFU. <laughs> so, so that's what that was about. And I really hope that uh, all these other people who are trying to stir up drama uh, can kind of kind of see this and, and realize that. Calm so. down, please. Yes. Yeah, just just take a chill pill. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think the whole story made sense to begin with because right. she was hanging out with Harry and Ed after the show. Right. And she was That's upset true. when people were booing One Direction, so... Right, exactly, yeah. It didn't add so. up to me. And Selena did win her award, so Taylor was right. And she did. <laughs> and she was so excited. And didn't... I thought Selena also said said something similar to what ed said she i mean she did um, try to protect taylor and said don't bother asking me this but then she explained that she was she didn't think she was gonna win yeah from what i from what i understand from selena selena basically said that uh don't ask me this you should ask taylor so yeah she's a great friend so a really so yeah people can calm down <laughs> yeah please thank you <laughs> uh, a really cool article was published um, at www.oregonlive.com sort of in preparation for her coming there for her Portland show. They posted an article called Seven Reasons to Stop Hating and Love Taylor. Or love. And I really, <clears throat> all of the reasons that they gave are so true, and a lot of them are really funny. Um, <laughs> basically, just to give you the rundown of them. Number one, her songs are relatable. Yes, I think we all can agree that they are. Two, she really believes in love. Three, she doesn't take a breakup sitting down. Four, she's comfortable in her own skin. And he said, Swift has many talents, but dancing isn't one of them. And yet, she does it anyway, moving around the stage the way you might dance when nobody is watching. It's disarming and adorable. So true. Yes. <laughs> so she's true. not afraid to be herself. <laughs> Six, or, sorry, five, she's got good fashion sense. Uh, yes, I agree. I wish I could dress like her every day. <laughs> Six, her fans totally dig her. He said, Swift's fans are the most devoted pop music has seen since the bizarre obsession with Clay Aiken a decade ago, and they call themselves Swifties, which is way cooler than Claymates ever was. <laughs> <laughs> we are. I, I'm claiming the title for Swifties right now. We are the best fan base. So. We are. We're yeah. very supportive so back and we're off, very everyone. nice to others, or at least we try to be. And his final one, which was also really funny, he said, The Westboro Baptist Church hates her. Hey, if those creeps don't like her, she must be doing something right. So true. Because <laughs> oh, they really mostly only go after people that are either famous or, like, soldiers or just, like, people that have, you know, done things that everybody else would admire them for. Right. 
unfortunately, they're they're not very nice people. They're a little, yeah, they're a little cuckoo. So, I salute them for this article, and it was very refreshing to see a seven reasons to love Taylor instead of people just complaining about her. Yeah, it's really refreshing. Yeah, love these articles. Yeah, sometimes that one even. Was fun too. Sometimes when you read reviews from news articles, they're not always that positive about her, and it's really frustrating because... <laughs> they're like 90% of the time negative. It's awful. And it's people who clearly don't know her music and don't know anything about her who are just working for this newspaper going to write an article. Right. So I was really happy to read this. And it's not even that, like, a lot of the time they have negative opinions. Everyone's entitled to their opinion, but it's like, seems like they only look for or focus on the negative. Right. Exactly. If you're looking for something wrong with somebody, you're always going to find something to complain about. But anyway. So, moving on, um, I have a really cool announcement. Uh, so we're going to be starting um, a new segment every week. Um, and we are calling it Interview the Hosts. So it's basically exactly what it sounds. So um, you get to interview what the we host. want you to do. Yeah, like interview <laughs> the hosts. <laughs> um, so what we want you to do is uh, you guys can send us any questions that you'd like to know about any of us, um, whether it's us as the main hosts, any of our guest hosts, um, anything. Um, you can you can literally ask us anything. Um, uh, you know, granted, we'll, we'll answer only the appropriate ones, but... <laughs> Um, we will try to do that every single week. So, um, we do have our first one already. Um, and this comes from Ashley D, uh, via email. And she says, I wanted to know what each of your favorite Taylor fragrances was. Good question. I wish Belle and Haley were here. I'm sure that they'll contribute their opinions next week. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, mine is the original Wonderstruck, I have to say. Not that there's anything wrong with the other ones, but... The original Wonderstruck really hits home for me. Just saying. Yeah, that's always been my favorite. I find myself sometimes debating whether to wear that or to wear Taylor. Wonderstruck Enchanted, I do like it, but I just am not in the mood for wearing it very often. I, for me, it like is a very specific type of scent that I only right. like at certain times, whereas the other two I feel like go with more of everything. But also... I really, really, really love the original Wonderstruck shower gel. It's, like, my favorite thing ever. And I think the Taylor by Taylor is... I don't know if they... Do they have a shower gel? They probably do. Um, they probably do, I yeah. think... I don't know. It's, it's a little too strong of a scent for that. Like, I think the first Wonderstruck was perfect. For me, uh, my favorite is Taylor, actually. Wonderstruck makes me sneeze. And I don't know why. Oh. <laughs> it's, I'm sorry. It's really frustrating because I love the smell, but anytime I wear it, I'm just sneezing all day. Oh, jeez. But Taylor is, it seems more like an everyday kind of a fragrance that I can just throw on. Wonderstruck feels more formal to me. So I've really been well, liking it. That's why I like it more. Yeah, I, I love it if I need to dress up. But then I'm sneezing all over everyone, so... Yeah, it's not good. I'm really liking the new fragrance. But I also have to say, I think I like the bottles for Wonderstruck and Wonderstruck Enchanted better. Yeah, I agree. I like the charms on the bottles and everything. I'm also a and big the... fan of the hair mist. I have not tried the hair mist yet. Does it stay all day? Um, 
I couldn't really smell it, but I have, like, for some reason, for me, I can, like, never really smell perfume, like, after it's been on for a while, but other people say they can, so I'm not sure, but I think so. Because usually when you spray, like, perfume or anything into your hair, it kind of sticks. Right. Does the hair mist make your hair look shiny? No, it's, like, very, very light. It doesn't, I don't feel like it made my hair, like, yeah, no, it's just, like, a really, really light mist. Okay. I wish I could wear these. <laughs> you haven't tried the hair mist. I have not tried the hair mist yet, no, sadly. But yeah, thanks for the question, and feel free to send in anything else you want to know, and we'll try and do this on a weekly basis. And you can contact us in a variety of ways, which we'll remind you of all of them later. So next, we'll go into our mini segments, Yay, which is... mini segments. Mini segments. I love the mini segments, and <laughs> this is what you guys send to us just through Twitter, ta- Taylor Connect, email, Facebook. Keep sending us anything you want. But the first one is a Swifty bucket list from Amazing Swifty. It, it looks like amazing, but it's A M A C E I N G. Yes, I love the I love the handle, and on her her bucket list is to see a Taylor concert from the pit, which is definitely worthy of being on the bucket list. I've only done it once, but it was probably the best night of my life. And she also has owning all of the Taylor Swift perfumes, meeting the agency, and meeting the entire Swift family. Those are all really good wish lists. Our next one is also from Amazing Swifty, and she writes, Not being able to make people understand Taylor has only dated six guys in seven years. Swifty problems. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yes. common <laughs> problem. People are very uninformed. Very... Yes. Our next one is from Swiftaholic1283 on Twitter, and she said, it feels like a perfect night to download some videos and convert the haters. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cute. I'm definitely for converting the haters. And our next one is from Vanishing Swift. She writes, it feels like a perfect night to rock out to Taylor songs. Just like every other night. It's Pretty always a good night. night. There's never a bad night for that. Every night. In my car. Yes. Whenever I'm doing anything. Our next one is from Swifty Infinity on Twitter. Getting really weird looks in Starbucks when you ask for Taylor Swift on the cup. Swifty problems. <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, I don't drink coffee, but I should go try that. I agree. With hot chocolate or something. All right. Next one comes from Swift Obsession 1. It feels like a perfect night to go to a Red concert. Woohoo! Our next one is from at Pet Pegacorn, and it says, When you have to decide on which Taylor picture as your wallpaper, Swifty problems. (laughs) That's very hard. Too many good ones. Way too difficult. And our final one is, once again, from Amazing Swifty. Thanks for all the cool submissions this week. And she wrote, people think we're all 12 Swifty problems. That is a problem. Jeez. People just like to stereotype. They do. It's unfortunate. We're not 12. I, I, I'm 25. Thanks. 
People should just all think we're 22, and then that'll that, that would be fine. <laughs> so thanks again, guys, for all of the awesome mini-segment submissions, and as always, keep sending them in via whatever method you want. Facebook, Twitter, email, our website. They're all great ways to get included in the show. And now we wanted to remind you about our Fan of the Month contest. So this went away for a little bit, but we brought it back recently. And right now we're looking to feature a fan each month that's really gone above and beyond either to do something special for Taylor or for the fans. So if you or someone you know is really unique as a Swifty, then go to SwiftCast13.com under the Fan Central tab, click on Fan of the Month, and send in your nomination. And the winner gets a feature page on our website as well as potentially the chance to um, be a guest on our episode. And that, of course, depends on, you know, your availability and your time zone and whether you have the equipment that we need to record. But we'd love to have our fan of the month on the show with us. So if you want to apply, then you should definitely go do that. All right. And now we're going to have a word from our affiliate, Jamie, over at TaylorSwiftsCloset.com with our weekly fashion update. Hey everyone, it's Jamie from TaylorSwiftsCloset.com with Taylor's VMA Fashion Recap. And I didn't get to talk about Taylor's Video Music Award outfit last week when she attended because I pre-recorded my segment in that week and I didn't have time to fill it all in. But I'm here this week to recap the stunning look Taylor wore on the red carpet. And she arrived almost late to the VMAs about a week ago wearing a navy blue Hervé Ledger gown. And I thought it was a lovely choice. The dress was very elegant, but it was also form-fitting and had a low crystal embellished neckline that gave it some sex appeal and made it a bit more suitable for her age. And it's a bandage style dress, which is the same style Taylor wore last time she was spotted in a Hervé Ledger piece at the Much Music Awards earlier this year. And another interesting thing about Taylor's VMA dress is that it's not a runway dress, which is usually what she wears for red carpet events. So it surprised me when I found out it was just a regular Hervé Ledger dress that they sell called their Priscilla dress. And it's quite expensive, around $3,500, but hey, if you wanted to buy it and be Taylor's VMA twin, you could, unlike if she was wearing a runway dress. And with this dress, she wore a pair of Prada bicolor heels. They're peep toe and pretty tall too, around 5 inches or so. And Taylor had these bicolors customized to navy and black so that they matched her dress. And you can buy these heels as well in magenta, brown, or tan for $790. Her overall look for the VMAs is very much reminiscent of a vintage beauty queen with her tight ringlet hair and retro makeup. Someone commented on my website how if they had to put a song with this look, they would choose the lucky one, which I thought was a really clever and accurate thought. My personal opinion of this look is good. It's not my favorite red carpet look Taylor has done this year, but I thought it was very classy and she looked great and went for something different, which I, which I was excited to see. And you can tell me what you think of Taylor's VMA look by tweeting me at, at @swiftscloset or commenting on taylorswiftscloset.com. You can find Taylor's full VMA outfit with links to where you can buy the items on my website. And that's all for this week's segment. Thanks for listening. This is Jamie from taylorswiftscloset.com reporting for SwiftCast. Thanks, Jamie, for the update. I love the fashion updates. 
She does a really good job, too. That's some dedication. And if you haven't visited her website, you really should. It's very comprehensive. Yeah, and it's always up to date, too. Yeah, whenever Taylor is spotted wearing anything, she usually tries to find it within just, like, a few days, and she does a really, really good job. And some of the things, I mean, Taylor wears some expensive designer pieces, but she also wears a lot of just really simple things that you can get at, like, normal stores, so it's nice to always know where you can buy that stuff. Yeah. So, now we wanted to talk about um, a blog post that we came across about Taylor that I think makes a lot of really interesting points. Basically, um, this was on the blog of one of the radio DJs from our country station here in Chicago. His name is Ramblin' Ray. He's on the morning show for US 99.5. And so right now, um, with the CMA Awards coming up in a couple of months, voting is starting to happen. And every artist is sort of like campaigning to the voting members, which a lot of them are radio personalities or other people in the industry trying to get them to vote for them. So he um, wrote a blog post all about why, even though Taylor's music isn't exactly his personal taste, why he thinks that she deserves his votes. And so the first quote that he said was, Taylor Swift is a brilliant businesswoman. There's simply no one that is doing it better right now. She won't go on stage and rip her clothes off. She has style, and that was pretty evident last night at the BMA Awards. She does. She's a classy person. She, Yeah, she'll never do that, which is one of the reasons why I think she's the best in the business, like you just said. So, And, you know, it's it's hard because, I mean, I think she really stays true to herself, and she doesn't want to do that. She doesn't feel the need to do that, right. so she doesn't. It's just her personality. It's not... You know, the reason she doesn't do it is not so that she can portray any certain image. It's just that's how she feels. Like, she feels like she wants to focus on, you know, her music and, like, the performance aspect of it. And, like, she doesn't need that as a gimmick. But then sometimes she almost gets singled out for being, like, the only person that doesn't do that. Right. Which is wrong. Of course, if she did it, we all know what people would say, too. Right, exactly. Then then it's the biggest, you know, biggest deal in in the world so right but because she doesn't people just have to nitpick on other things so it's i guess in a way a lose-lose deal for her but what she's doing is just brilliant double-edged sword and yeah i i love what she does it at the vmas she was the best dressed most classy like she always is so then he goes on to say I won't lie, I don't roll down the road and listen to Taylor Swift. I'm more apt to listen to Eric Church. But I digress back to Taylor. She is what she is. She is a young woman whose life is closer to her business plan than anyone else in music. She's a dreamer, a dater, and a strategist. But the thing with her is that it's not an act, it's her life. Yeah, and I think that's definitely true. She just stays true to herself all the time. You know, because I think any artist can say... This is what my business plan is. This is the image I want to portray. And here's what I'm going to do to try and portray that image. You know, here's how I'm going to dress. Here's what my songs are going to sound like and what my performances are going to look like. And then by doing these things, I can get people to view me in a certain way. But that's not what Taylor does. It all started out just from her, just from her playing her honest songs. And even as her resources have gotten a lot greater, Everything that she does is, like, a true reflection of her personality. Like, her Ked sponsorship 
that's not something that she just did to get, you know, money and publicity. She actually likes Keds. Exactly. Right, seriously. <laughs> and same for Diet Coke. Like, we all know. she's. I remember her mentioning Diet Coke just randomly in interviews, like, several times before this, her sponsorship ever even happened. Exactly. And I think she was... She always ate at Papa John's and even gave fans Papa John's pizza before she had a sponsorship with them. So she won't, I don't think, ever just go off and do things just because it'll have a certain impact on her career. It has to be something that actually like lines up with who she is and what she likes as a person. I like that. I like the fact she's so real. And then he... He says, my redneck friends don't understand how I can possibly compare Taylor to Eric Church. But the fact is, their careers pretty much mirror their real lives. That's why they're having huge success. I've seen Eric Church before, and I thought he was awesome. I just had to throw that in there. Uh, He's a great male performer. Obviously, I think Taylor's better. But it's funny that that this author is talking about Taylor and Eric, because do you remember when... I guess Eric Church was opening for Rascal Flats and he I guess he got kicked off the tour and Taylor took over for him. I don't and remember then, that. Oh, no, was, I don't that remember that. That must have been way back in the day. <laughs> yeah, it was back at, when she was still an opener and then she just kind of exploded and she sent her, when I think her first album went platinum, she sent it to Eric Church and said... Pretty much, thanks for getting kicked off the tour. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that ever happened, but go Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> At uh, least... I hope she's on good terms with him that he could take a joke, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he's he's talked about it, and he, he said it was really funny, and they still laugh about it today, apparently. Oh, that's good. And I think Eric Church is doing really well now, so... Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah, I think what you just said, like, Taylor really sort of exploded when she got big. She got really big, and he's sort of been, like, steadily building his career over the past several years. But he's, I mean, obviously really popular, and I've seen him at CMA Fest. He was great. I mean, yeah, they're they're different, but I think they both share, like, a similar passion for what they do. And so then, um, as I mentioned earlier, CMA voting campaigning is going on right now so in the article he said i can't dislike taylor she treats radio people like gold it's cma voting time and all of the big stars are sending us their vote for us propaganda the swag we would get that we get would make a chicago politician envious but then i get a handwritten letter from taylor that's right handwritten along with a note to my daughter that is so cool she takes the time out of where her, does her she day find the time right Seriously, that's insane. That's awesome. I'm sure yeah. that he wasn't the only person that she did this for. Right. You have to think about all the radio stations that she has to, that she affiliates herself with. I mean, not only just for CMAs, but for, um, you know, promoting music and will you play my song and sending singles and things like that, too. Makes me wonder how many of these people, you know, she writes these letters for. That's crazy. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Just, I mean, obviously whatever free time she has is so limited, and I've said this before, mm-hmm. just the fact that she takes that little amount of time and spends it on something like this. To me, that just makes her the winner of everything. (laughs) Pretty much. She's the queen. You know, and I mean, if we're actually going to talk about this, like, I think country music at its core is supposed to sort of be about, you know, being friendly and, like, 
caring about your fellow man. Like that's sort of like the I guess some of the values that go along with the whole country music culture. It's true. So in that way, even though her songs might not be, you know, what some people define as country, and while of course she does have some that are not country at all, she she definitely still does fit into the genre. Yeah, I definitely think so. And her songs tell stories, just like country songs tell stories. I just can't imagine any, I mean, I don't know, maybe they do, but I just can't imagine any other artist, country or any other genre, taking the time to send out handwritten notes to voters. No, I really can't see anyone else doing anything like that. I've never heard anything else like that. Yeah. Let's put it that way. (laughs) And not only is she sending these to radio people, but she also sends them to fans. Which is just awesome. An occasion, yeah. The fact that she even has time to do that at all is just incredible. So, then he finishes up the article and he says, Is it business or is it personal? I'm sure it's a mix of both, but in reality, the goodness of Taylor is better than anyone else's in this business. My vote goes to Taylor, and I offer no apologies to my redneck buddies. (laughs) What a perfect clincher. You go, Ramblin' Ray. Four for you, Ramblin' Ray. (laughs) I like this guy. He's really cool. I'm obviously I'm from Chicago, and he. I listen to his morning show all the time. Oh, cool. So yeah, I just there was like a really unique, you know, article that I had never heard anything like that before. It doesn't surprise me at all that Taylor does that, but I'm glad that people are appreciating it. And last week we talked about her um, CMA nominations, and I really, really hope that she wins because I know it would mean a lot to her. And I really think she does deserve it. Yeah, I agree. I'm. I hope she'll get nominated for. Definitely, I. I feel like she should win Entertainer of the Year again. But if she gets nominated for other categories and wins, I'll be, just be really thrilled for her. So we're gonna move on to some fan projects. Um, this week, our first one, we're gonna be talking about the 1300 Miles for Rope project. And um, our friend Brandy, she's doing a very special project to help support the Ronan Thompson Foundation. Uh, by walking um, slash running a total of 1,300 miles. That's crazy. So just like a marathon, you can uh, pledge money and help her out. Um, and all of that money um, will obviously go to the Ronan Thompson Foundation. So um, you can pledge like per mile or per group's miles or however you, or whatever. Um, uh, but if you, if you even do like a penny per mile, that's $13 um, straight to the Ronan Thompson Foundation. So... Um, it's really easy to help out. Um, it'd be so awesome if if everybody donated money. So, um, if you want some more information um, and uh, you'd like to pledge for her, you can visit her blog at thirteen hundred miles four row dot and that's spelled one three zero zero miles number four row and you can uh, keep up with her and help her out. So, um, and you can also find her on Twitter at 1300 miles for row and it would be really cool if you guys donated uh, because September is actually childhood cancer awareness month so um, in order to help celebrate that um, that'd be really awesome if you donated so and you can also um, please please go do that. yeah and you can find out more about the Ronin Foundation by following Maya Thompson who's at the handle at rockstar Ronin on Twitter and she also has a blog and I think she's planning a lot of events and activities this month to raise as much money and awareness as possible. So definitely a great time to get involved if you haven't already. 
the the next fan project is one that we've talked about a little bit in the past. It's called the Happy Birthday Taylor Project. And as a lot of you know, Taylor's going to be playing in Melbourne on December 14th, the day after her birthday. So some fans thought it would be really awesome if everybody got together and sang Happy Birthday to her. Maybe near the start of the show when she's standing at the end of the catwalk, kind of looking around at everyone. Um, unfortunately, this isn't going to be able to work unless we have a, a lot of help from a lot of people. So what we're trying to do is spread the word. People involved in the birthday project are available on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Taylor Connect, and they're trying to have fans sign on as kind of a group leader to be in charge of spreading the word about this project and you can find them on facebook it's just called the happy birthday taylor project on twitter it's called the taylor b day project and just make sure you like them follow them try to get the word spread so that by december 14th hopefully everyone in the stadium will know about it and taylor will just be so surprised I really hope this project works out because I think she would be just thrilled. I certainly hope so, too. And now it's time for our Taylor Dictionary Word of the Week. This one was submitted by at ToriSwift13 on Twitter. And her word is Taylorized. When you take something like a cell phone or a laptop and add Taylor stuff to it, like a background, ringtone, or case. Taylorized. I definitely I like Taylorized it. my phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw that they had those. Yeah. I'd like one of those uh, phone cases that they now sell at Walmart or something. I can just pick one up real easy. 22. I think you should Taylorize Taylor everything. Whatever. Pretty much. Yes. <laughs> I Taylorized my desk at work. I've seen pictures of that. That's crazy. My desk? <laughs> That's awesome. Not like bad crazy, awesome crazy. You've seen pictures of so. my desk? Yeah, you had them, I don't know, somewhere oh, on Twitter or something. I didn't know I did. Maybe I do. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not stalking you, okay? <laughs> sure. No, I do. Oh, I remember now. I did tweet that. So this is a really awesome quote. Um, she says, there are two ways you can go with pain. You can let it destroy you, or you can use it as fuel to drive you. It's a great quote. That is, it's a, it is a great quote. It's great advice for anybody. So, I mean, whenever you're feeling down or hurt or anything like that, you can just remember that. Yeah. I think Taylor learned to do that at a very, very young age. Exactly right. And it's something you're going to have to deal with basically the rest of your life, too. I mean, you're always going to have problems. You're always going to have things to, you know, challenges to kind of overcome. So, if, if things uh, seem to be going in a negative way, I mean... Uh, you can always just flip it and turn it around, look at the positive side of things, and um, like she said, use it as fuel to drive you. So Yeah. Do we not have a lot to say about this quote? <laughs> I thought we'd have more. That's what I've got. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it reminds me of how right in the intro before Mean, she always talks about how when she was a kid, she thought the bullies would go away, and she just wanted to grow up so she wouldn't have to deal with all of this negative stuff. But now she knows that negative stuff follows you throughout your whole life. So if you just take this quote and apply it, you can just take all of that negative stuff and turn it into something positive. I mean, for Taylor, it was writing songs, but it can really be 
anything like for you personally and did we we're not sure when she said this it's, i can't remember i've heard to... like several times it's definitely been around for a while i don't know the original source that it came from if anyone who's listening knows please tell us yeah i can't remember i always see these quotes like people make you know memes and icons and like graphics and stuff out of them and then i then i remember them but i never actually know where they came from i have the same problem i guess my question to all of our listeners would be is this a quote that you've applied in your own life you know has there been a situation where you you took pain and let it drive you just to create something positive we'd love to hear about that we always love to hear about how taylor inspires people and i think that would be something perfect to include some stories for episode 22 I would love to hear about that, because like I said, everyone can relate to this, so everyone has to have a story out there. Moving on to our giveaway announcements, um, as we've mentioned before, our iTunes giveaway is going on, and all you have to do to qualify is to rate us five stars on iTunes and leave us a review, and this is a great opportunity for you to tell us what you like or don't like about the show and anything that you would like us to add or change or include. And once we get to 50 reviews, we'll pick a winner who will get a pair of red guitar picks and a red sticker. And the winner will be chosen randomly, so just by leaving us um, a five-star rating and review, you are eligible to win. And be sure to like us on Facebook to be eligible for our future Facebook contests. And plus, uh, it's a great way to keep in touch with us. So um, you can find us at www.facebook.com swiftcast13. And speaking of which, um, here are all the other ways you can get a hold of us. You can get a hold of us on Twitter, at SwiftCast13. You can go to our website, SwiftCast13.com. You can find us, you can email us uh, at SwiftCast13 at gmail.com. You can go to our WordPress, SwiftCast13.wordpress.com. You can find us on Tumblr at SwiftCast13. And also, we have an AskFM at SwiftCast13. And also, uh, you can go to our store. Um, it's cafepress.com slash swiftcast stuff. We have all sorts of cool things on there, and we're always adding more. Most definitely. And if you, any purchase you make, uh, a small percentage of that goes towards helping us fund the show, because we love bringing you the show every week, and it's awesome that it's free, but it's not free for us to run, so anything you felt like buying, we'd really appreciate it. Plus, you get the cool things of that you buy. So yeah, we have some some awesome merch, with various witty, Taylor related phrases on it. So definitely check that out. I think Bell would uh, not appreciate it if we didn't go without mentioning about the new swearing items in the store. So oh yeah, so there are. If you're some interested those. in that, yay swearing. <laughs> so I think that's about all we have for this week. But um, we'll see you back in a few days for episode. 22 and that's definitely one that you don't want to miss definitely not we have so many cool things lined up for you guys so for now for episode 21 this has been ashley nate and steph and we will see you guys next week peace out swiss scouts bye hand hearts bye we are in no way directly affiliated with taylor swift